have <sighs> no idea. Dude, shit. All right. Hey, what's up, guys? This is the Cloud9 Podcast, Season 1, Episode 7. So people are probably going to be like, well, what's going on? So I might as well explain this. So yesterday, we did the usual show at, you know, two, Tuesday, 6 p.m. PST. StreamYard started messing up where there was giving out some weird echo that I don't know what the fuck happened. I think they might have been doing maintenance or, 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 or some shit. I'm not really too sure why, you know. And then... I just ended the show because, you know, as, as a viewer, obviously, I'm not going to have you guys listen to that. That, that. that sounds disgusting. Like, I'll have to play that back and listen to that myself. I'm like, oh, that sounds horrible. So I'd rather just, you know, stop it and just redo it again. Like, I'd rather stop something and give you guys a better quality show than have that there. You know, you know what I mean? And then I accidentally, when I tried to delete that, ended up deleting the episode that we did last week. So... That's why you guys see, you know, two shows scheduled, which be this one and then another one later on because I have to make up for the episode that's lost. So that's pretty much it. I accidentally deleted last week's show and then that took away our predictions because if you guys watch that show, I'm pretty sure everyone did have like 200 some views, 12 likes, perfectly fine. You know, um, you guys would know that we all predicted RNG to win. You know, Warren got lucky with that freaking uh, PSG talent <laughs> save, right? I, dude. I was watching the tournament, and I was, I was thinking to myself, there's no way RNG should lose this. At a certain point, I was like, All right, they're just the best team at the, at, at the tournament, and then I'm just ready to just see them win the tournament. I mean, like, they were just, they're, they're, they were just playing better the entire tournament. I just couldn't see a world where they, were lo- they would ever, like, lose it and shit. Uh, yeah, the, the PSG team, they, uh, they definitely – they gave they – they took a game off at least – Right, of RNG, and uh, they definitely could have won. They definitely could have tied up the series because Doggo was playing like a, a like a Rottweiler in the last game <laughs> they lost. He was playing really well, dude. Like Doggo, it's really interesting how he was on loan for them for the tournament because they couldn't get their actual ADC into the tournament, right? And then you're thinking to yourself, well, going into the, PCS's 2021 summer split. Why don't they just pick up that guy? Why would like I don't know how the other guy performed. And to be fair, you know, dude, I I don't want it to be a situation where like he just overperformed for that tournament. You know, it's it I because usually what it kind of sucks for those situations. Like you know, Stixay famously at you know MSI in 2016, he like overperformed and then he never was able to reach that height ever again. You know, I hope it's a consistent thing. I hate it when players are only good for like one tournament or one split and then they never translates ever again because that's just like certain players just peak, you know, at certain different moments in time. And what else did you think like about um MSI so far? Oh, MSI also we we, we break uh I like the well, new format. Actually yeah, we might as well just start from the beginning. So, you know, earlier on, I already told Warren, you know, we we're going to do a whole video dedicated to MSI. But, you know, since I kind of fucked myself over, I'm like, well, might as well do a stream based about it because the video would probably be an hour long anyway. So might as well just throw this up. All right. So MSI 2021. Let's let's start there at the group stage we had. So I like more games. You know what I mean? I like the idea of having more games. But the issue here is you play so many best of ones. By the time you get to the knockout stage, the best teams haven't really played against each other. You know, it's pretty much just a coin flip, you know, that's just how I see it. But like, they can't play best of threes. They claim because um, it would run too long 
and you can only have the venue for a certain amount of time. But, you know, whether or not that's true at all, it's all conjecture. But to be fair, you know, it does make the tournament more faster when you are able to obviously, you know, have best of ones. So it just gets a speed up the tournament, actually. But what else was I going to bring up? Oh, yeah. Like, I would not want to see a best of three between RNG and Pentanet. You know, Why sorry. Not? That's fun. Yeah, yeah, dude. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> there was like one game they were competitive in, and that was literally just because RNG was consistently throwing barons, like just f- flipping them. And uh, like, I do not want to see a Unicorns of Love versus Pentanet.gg, like best of f- best of three at Worlds. And like Riot's always keen on viewership. And then, you know, best of threes, like the reason why they weren't like popular in the LCS, you know, was because the viewers just didn't really like them and like i i was a person that was technically brought up in best of threes watching lck and lpl so when lcs brought her a best of threes i was like okay it's gonna be a natural progression we saw the best regions do it the ones that you know lck literally by that point in time all the way back when lcs you know brought in best of threes back in 2017 was you know obviously the best region you would think that you would adopt the best region things it, it's so interesting how you how I, I think you brought this up too and i and i did too like why is that we don't actually caught co- like not copy why don't we take cues from the best regions in the world and see how they're winning i told people this for years the best regions in the world play best of threes in the regular season and they've won worlds almost every year well since 2014 well, 2013 I- well, the the problem we we having right is um, riot implement. Ooh, new renekton skin. Uh, the problem is is that I'm sorry, chat. If you hear chat, if anyone hears that, a cat. We got a cat now. No, no it's a chat, chat, chat. Oh my god. Anyway, What's up, side stand? So, How you doing, so, man? So here's so here's the thing. Um, when 2018 worlds happened, we had that thing where. Mm-hmm. Yamato did that famous speech that EU just loves to like go by like it's like their new Bible. Like, oh, you gotta play your own fucking way and blah blah blah, whatever, whatever, right? So like now people like go by that play by your whole style. Yeah. Yeah. So like what what else ended up happening? You know, is the viewers of the West and like best of threes. They did it for uh, EU. They did it for NA for a little bit. And then after that, they obviously took it away. I think it was just like, yeah, they did it 2017, 2018. No, the 2018. Yeah. Yeah. So after that, you know, they just basically, you know, just took it away and shit. They're like, okay, the West viewership comes from best of ones because of all these other like, random logistical things and then obviously because people have asked why does why don't international tournaments have best of threes uh in the regular format because it would offer uh some of the best some of some of like the western teams to get more experience against like these international teams and it's not even just that the wildcard teams are bad in a player sense like the players in some of these uh, wildcard teams aren't really that bad i think you pointed that out too like some of these guys i saw could be LCS, LEC caliber players like Starscream, Holy Phoenix. Yeah. Like BRTT, nah, bro. I, I saw this man grief and run it down I, for I too many tournaments. I think he's uh, one of those people that like knows that 
his only way to get into an international event is through is through worlds is through i mean not through worlds is through the latin america i don't think he Brazil? i think he's someone knows that if he were to go to a different mm-hmm. region he's mediocre at best yeah because like i've seen him go to international events and just completely run it down the best one he's been at was the 2015 world championship when he was on pain gaming obviously and then he obviously played really well in that tournament because I, I remember back in the, the 2019 world championship he didn't really play that well in that one either he didn't play good at this world he legitimately actually ran it down on some of these games like there were games where he was actually ahead and then just completely fumbled i'm like you know if you're gonna be the big big carry that everyone's talking about you know then you have to at least know what your actual role is in the game you know you can't be randomly flashing forward just to kill an 80 carry, but then you're going to die yourself. And then you throw the game like, because that other 80 carry that he would normally flash in and kill for, it's not ahead. He's just worthless. Like p- people need to realize that you putting someone further behind after the, they're already behind. doesn't really do anything. They're just walking bags of gold at that point. Like it's more better for you to just be safe in a team fight. And then obviously, you know, not die. So that's the thing I, t- I took away from, you know, most of that because we have the group stage right here. All right. Oh, so, okay. all right. So we had group A, which was RNG, Penton, and not, not, fuck. <clears throat> Sorry. I just woke up, guys. So we have RNG, Pentanet.gg, Unicorns of Love. And this was group A, you know. Uh, every game um, I saw, RNG was completely destroying these guys. Remember, it, no, we, we didn't. This is another year where the VCS, due to their silly country, didn't allow um, their team to play. So it it, it does matter because I have a feeling VCS might have come out second instead of Pentanet or UOL. That's just my opinion. Yeah, because like when you're looking at Group A, I I was under the same thing. I I agree with you. Like, dude, imagine a world where fucking you know VCS go. It was Gamma Marines. Dude, yeah. The Gammy Sports, what are they called, right? Giga yeah, Marines, Gam. Gammy. Yeah. I'd imagine they just clap Pentanet.gg and Unicorns of Love. These these teams are completely terrible. Like, I'm sorry to any Pentanet.gg fans on Twitter because their social media kind of blew up after, you know, finally having Australia, you know, get out of the fucking group stage and shit. You know, uh, they were not good. They were not good at all. Um, now that could be because obviously, you know, the region got discombobulated by Riot going into fucking this year and shit. Unicorns of Love were atrocious. I fuck, dude. What what you think about, about about them? This I, man, fuck. Uh, I I think they're a little bit behind the curve. They need to um do a better job of knowing the meta, playing playing like their style is not good. I'm surprised they don't... They're closer to the LEC, so they have access to um, scrims with LEC teams. So I'm I'm, I'm a little shocked that they're not be- a little bit better, because they are, you know, they could easily go to, like, ta- I think take a train from where they are or whatever to go play against G2. Well, I don't know about G2, but they could play against some of these better teams. Like, so I'm a little bit confused about that. It's another year where Sheepy 
he gets to where he wants, but he doesn't really show him out. Now, I don't know if it's the caliber of players, um, you know, because remember, a lot of these people playing in major regions for, you know, crazy as it sounds, people, money. <laughs> Even though NA is a garbage region, guess what? You still got to pay bills. That's why they come for money. So. Yeah, like, you know, that was the stupidest narrative I have ever seen people talk about when playing League competitively. Like, he's only coming to NA for money. Imagine, like, needing money to live in the world. I, I just couldn't imagine it, dude. Yeah, set yourself <laughs> up for life. Yeah. Like, and even when the pros are on these teams, they have all their bills paid for, so they're just collecting money. But people need to realize this. Just because they're collecting money – Obviously, they're gonna need that money later on. That's they're not always gonna be on said team, and they're not always gonna be a pro player though. And you have to have money to live. So I don't know. I don't know what broke, pussy sensitive motherfucker talking like that. So yeah, get your broke ass out of here with that shit. That's some broke people logic right there. You know, back in the day when we were younger, they would always say, "Oh yeah, you know, money does doesn't buy you happiness." That's what a broke person says. <laughs> Exactly. I mean, what a I, I, yeah. I mean, it's true. It does. It it, it it it's a. You see, the thing is, money sure buys me everything I want, dude. I'm very happy. You can't be that naive. You can't be that naive. It does get you a lot, but at the end of the day, you need to find your own like inner happiness, yeah. or whatever. Oh, Warren, now you're a prophet. Now you're a fucking messiah or some shit. <laughs> so, so like, yeah, I get what the saying is saying. Say, yeah, I get what the term is saying. It's just. <laughs> People can't be naive and be like, ah, I mean, because guess what? Money pays your rent. It pays you get your clothes on your body, food on the table, mm-hmm. um, you know, your, your your bills, your phone, et cetera, et cetera. But like, I think the I think um, the first group was just this just is terrible. Garbage. This is just complete garbage. Like, even if the VCS was there, I don't think the quality would 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 have been extremely better because like they would have both been stomping those guys <laughs> like well i God, think they would have lost one game at least. yeah that's very it's very possible they they had close games against cloud nine mad lions damn one like it's very possible they lose to vcs even psg talon beat them one a uh, couple times right like right. unicorns of love were just complete garbage man like I don't, I don't know what that that was some of the most atrocious drafting i've ever seen in my life this guy I think was, it was a wake-up call should have been a wake up call to not come to MSI, dude. Because like Sheepy ended up saying on Twitter, they were they were like struggling and shit. Obviously, you know, during the uh, split before they even came to MSI 2021, and then you obviously like wait a minute, a dog shit team like this was struggling and won the CIS. Are you serious? I'm not watching that region. Then you have people telling us Unicorns of Love is a sleeper team. No, your team is a sleeper piece of shit. What? <laughs> straight up garbage, man. The UL fans might come out in, 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 in pink, uh, pink mascots and be out your door soon. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, as you guys already already can see, um, RNG ended up stopping Group A eight to zero. Pensionet.gg ended up two and six. Factor this in: since this group was this dog shit, a team with a two and six six record, a twenty five percent win average, got out and went to the next stage. Just let that sink in. Because one other team couldn't make it. That is the most lopsided, shittiest record I've ever seen in my life. So, uh, Satstin brought up, best of ones are trash for competitive integrity. But, man, I can't watch a sea of games, especially ones I don't give a fuck about. So, the argument 
right that you're making is it, it's sound you you shouldn't have to care about teams or games you don't want want to care for that's perfectly fine but you you have to factor in uh mr sad sin story you're not the only guy watching league like a lot of these wild card teams despite them being wild card teams they have their own fan bases too in their region and their their specific minor region wants to see them play so that's kind of what I think the Western and Eastern audience needs to understand. These guys have fans too. These guys have viewer bases too. They should get a good amount of screen time to see them on the international stage too. So going on to Group B, we had Mad Lions, PSG Talon, Pain Gaming, and Instable Wildcats. I mean, uh, what did you think about this group, man? This group was fun to watch. I think Istanbul should have gotten at least mm-hmm. uh, another... I think Istanbul should have gotten uh, three and three in mm-hmm. this group. There's, a lot. there's two games. There's two games they should have won. And mm-hmm. Two more games they should have won. Like their one and five record doesn't really do them justice. Yeah, they were definitely better than Pain. That's for sure. Oh yeah, for sure, dude. Pain was complete garbage. And then you have like people telling us fucking CB Lowell's better than the LCS. I mean, whatever crack you want to smoke, buddy, it's up to you, man. I'll just give you it. <laughs> Oh man, it's just the NA narrative. So whatever, I don't care about it anymore. Yeah, I've dude, I haven't cared about EU versus NA in like a long time. EU's just better. Like, and if you can't accept that, then you're delusional. EU uh, just a step better. But look at it again. Like the thing is, it's like what I tell people is like instead, I wish the regions. When it says, instead of saying EU versus NA, let's try to say, hey, West, why don't we try to be good as a Western region and share your secrets or share your, you know, knowledge and work together so that we can be competitive with the East instead of trying to be uh, separate. Own little rivalry between each other. And now you have nobody really improving. But, you know, EU has improved on their own with like their own systems and shit with like EU Masters and. But to be fair, that was just G2 and Fnatic. And then at one point, it was literally just G2. So, and then uh, <laughs> look how, look how, I mean, we'll, we'll get to that later. But like, yeah. yeah, so that, but this group was interesting. PSG leveled up the next week and mm-hmm. showed that they belong there. And mm-hmm. uh, Istanbul, um, Wildcats. Yeah, that's, it, it should have been a better record. So, mm-hmm. like, I, I wish, I wish it was different. I wish, like, I wish Pentanet had gone bottom or Istanbul. Like it's, there's a lot of things I, you know, I I thought that this group was one of the funnest to watch. And then <clears throat> for for me, uh, I think Star Screen is probably going to get picked up. Maybe Holy Phoenix too. <clears throat> um, uh, for sure, Doggo uh, from LPL yeah. or LCK Doggo should definitely get a team. And the thing with um Mad Lions is. I think in in this group, before we talk about them later on too, they got all of their kinks worked out against these teams. Because I know people said they played a lot of close games against the quote-unquote wildcard teams like Pain Gaming and Instable Wildcats. That's true, but they didn't lose the games. People need to understand this too. It wasn't like Cloud9 where they were losing the games later on, where they were winning them. They were winning the games, kind of losing it, but they still ended up winning. Like, you, you can still have really close games against certain teams. Like, these are best of ones at the end of the day. Anything can happen, but you have to win the games, though. That's the point of the game is to obviously win it. And they were at least winning the games they were competitive in, which was fine. And the PSG Challenge started coming alive, and then that's where you get uh, Mad Lions finishing the Group B, 5-1. and one. 
and then you know topping the group also with PSG talent at four and two. And then Group C, you had Dan One, Kia, Cloud Nine, Detonation, Focus Me, Infinity Esports. So like even just looking at the first game, Cloud Nine played up against Dan One. The, you could obviously tell they weren't playing at the same level they played in North America. And, like, I don't get that, dude. I don't get why a team in NA, always a first seed, will play really well here and then either go to an international tournament and then just be completely garbage. Like, but and obviously, Cloud9 were completely garbage. They did have some good games later on or even in, in this group. But I don't know why it always devolves into that. Like, you, you're not even watching the same team. You're watching some sort of like fucking version of them that you don't you've never even seen. Like, are are they playing catch up? Are they playing a different style? Are they just coming here to learn? And like, don't let people tell you that excuse either. We're just coming here to learn. Oh bullshit! That's what uh, that's what you say when you start losing a lot. You're trying to say some damage control bullshit. What do you think, Warren? Uh, I I think um. I don't know. I think it's a mental thing, man. I really starting to believe that gets to like a mental block because, like, we like the thing is when these people from other regions come, they play like they played in the LCK or the LPL or even the Leoya from LEC. So I don't know if it's like they're like, well, we're gonna show you guys we're not NA. We're I don't know. The different dimension, negative zone, uh, LC- <laughs> LCS players. <laughs> uh, like they're trying to like prove people wrong that they can play a certain style. No, just be good at the style you're playing. And like pro players are always talking about, yeah, we don't, we don't care what analysts say. We don't care what people say online. If that's so true, then why are you trying to play this weird style that you know you're not good at? Uh, or like maybe the meta really isn't that you know comfortable you know, for them at international events. But that's, I can say about any team. You know what I mean? Like, it's just always, I'm seeing an NA first seed go to an international tournament and they they play completely terrible and they don't even try to play the style they even worked on in North America. Like, imagine watching a team for like, as long as we do during a split for like NA or EU, then watch them go to Worlds or MSI and they completely not play that play style. I'm just thinking to myself, like, then what were you really working on then? You know what I mean? Like, what were you really doing then? Because if you don't even believe in the play style you're playing in your region, why do you think it would work internationally? It's just beyond me, you know? Uh, yeah, I, I know what you mean. And the thing is, <clears throat> is that uh, to answer um, um, in the chat, sad, uh, it's because uh, he has a hot take if NA. Didn't take EU's talent. EU wouldn't would have. Ah, no, <laughs> no. Like, cause I like, think, 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 I mean, <laughs> he's just joking. Know, oh my I mean, god. <laughs> 20, 2018 worlds and twenty nineteen worlds show that that's a hard no. <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, um, the I like look at look at the last day for the um. Because we're we're about to try. Uh, did we did we start the detonation focus? Me and Dan Wong group. Uh yeah yeah we're on that one oh, right now. So yeah that that group so <clears throat> that group was fun to watch. Uh, DFM pl- could have definitely taken another game and make that group interesting, which would have made Cloud Nine hard to get out of. Um, and 
you know, Latin America, they just, they just, I don't know, that team was just, they need, they, I, I don't personally, this goes out to any really minor region that struggle. Riot needs to address, they, these teams need either better resources or something, because it's just not fun to watch these, like, it's like literally watching a fifth grader, <laughs> um, 11th grade, a fifth grader is fighting a, a 11th grader. Who do you think is going to win? <laughs> but, <laughs> like this, it's not fun to watch i don't i i, I this is not a, I, and this is not hating re- it's not fun to watch isn't it because you feel bad you don't feel like it's going to be a competitive match so like they need to really figure out how to make these minor regions like at least make the game interesting let's start with that right so then yeah. dfm played really good uh cloud nine stepped it up after the second week Mm-hmm. Now, I wish we got the Cloud Nine from Group One. Uh, mm-hmm. That and uh, not Group One, the first stage to the next stage, because it seems like that Cloud Nine disappeared. <laughs> well, the Cloud Nine from NA just disappeared. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we go four two to uh, three and seven. So our combined record of M- MSI would be so four three seven wins, and then you had seven losses. Two losses, so they went what seven and nine, something like that, right? Yeah, seven and nine. Seven and nine, they went. <laughs> I mean, but they could say, "Oh, well, we took gains of RNG and damn one." Well, congrats, but damn one RNG also moved on to the next round. You know, right? They they are they got to the main stage. They showed why they're top teams. So, mm-hmm. um. Yeah, L- like even for that group, uh, lo- lo- looking at it, like I mean, because people are gonna bring up, well, didn't Dead Nation Focus Me almost beat Damwon? Guys, like when you're talking about almost winning, you need to win, like because people would famously make up narratives for certain shit, right? And they obviously need to realize that, like, you could almost win a game, and that's good. You can almost beat a really good team, but almost that doesn't put wins on the board. You have to be able to you know, complete and finish up and win the game. You know, you know I think a lot of people like fucking like it's fine to almost beat a really good team. I'm not, I'm not saying it's not. It, the issue here is a, like there's a know, really easy saying. Nobody cares about second place. <laughs> like, and, like the only time people really care about second place is if you le- legitimately made second in a finals. Like where you like because I disagree with people when they say like second place doesn't matter. It doesn't matter in certain contexts. Like if you got second place at Worlds or MSIs for for like this is just league, right? That matters. But other than that, like, does anybody real really re- like care that Mitt like Ignar almost beat SKT back in uh 2017 Worlds? No, because why are you remembered for something you? Why are players like suddenly remembered for like best of fives and games you lost? Remember, some of these players are legitimately known off series they've lost. You know. Which makes like no sense to me at like some point, but after that, uh, Damwon played pretty okay in the group stage. Like you know, that's something we'll talk about later. Is is Damwon and the LCK you know problems that they had? Uh, should focus me in Infinity. Infinity look was just trash. Uh, that guy Bugax was going like zero ten on Gangplank, right? So if you're telling me that that team can compete with Cloud Nine and Damwon Kiep, sure, buddy, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Nation focused me. They played okay. You know, like I, I do think it might have been a slight overperformance, you know, from this roster. 
because like in week two, when we were going through playing stage with his team, they just didn't really show the same competitive drive. Maybe they just started getting figured out. And that's the thing with wildcard teams is that when they pull off a upset, you notice in like the next rounds, they just lose because like the surprise factor is over. I now know how you're going to play. You know, and like people need to understand that though. It's that's just the nature of best of ones. Like you, you, you could see games where Cloud Nine end up dropping games to fucking Pentanet. You know what I mean? That's just how it works, though. And then now with that over, that's the playing stage. Now we go to the other group stage, uh, which is you know the Rumble stage, which is interesting because you know I guess the team you'd probably want to talk about is like Cloud Nine, right? So right. let's start with Cloud Nine. So Cloud Nine oh, looks you really pull it up, of course. <laughs> yeah. So what what are your general thoughts about Cloud Nine so far at the tournament? Oh. Like overall. Oh. Oh. I'm, I'm doing I'm doing you on a stream. Like oh. <laughs> just I just okay, so that that's <laughs> you now that, like now that Yeti Yawn is out and and noise. Uh the, no, I, I don't like me. Drug addict? Okay, so here's the thing. Why didn't we get the fudge on Aurelia? Remember, I'm, I've am i been preaching that the entire tournament. If you play Aurelia in Tunar, you abuse that matchup. If you do it right. We got the fudge that can play, and then Perks comes up and does what he needs to do, and Sven, sometimes, like... It's okay, older veterans. These older veterans need to understand something. When Tim Duncan for the Spurs, he stayed with one team for years. He knew at a point that I'm just going to be the guy that's the role player now. I'm not saying that Sven, Sven, like Sven and, and Perks aren't good players. No, they're, they're great players. They're phenomenal players, right? But at some point, just be like, you're the carry now, and we're and when we get mm-hmm. into a fight, we'll make sure we do our job that we win. And like mm-hmm. we got a fudge, we that's the fudge that we saw. Not to say I'm a huge fudge fan. That's not before anybody because I know Ravioli mm-hmm. probably like rolling around in his uh, top right now, <laughs> like saying like, oh, I, I know it, Warren. I know it in your heart. You know you love fudge. That's not, I'm saying the the I saw I saw a fudge on Camille in, in, in LCS. I saw him that was on his best champion. That was yeah, his I best champion. He was literally destroying people on it. Yeah, I saw him on. He had some good Renekton games in LCS. Like, why didn't we get that this fudge? Like, and I'm sure this fudge would have won the Pentanat game instead of putting him on a stupid ass tank. Like, all right. So since we're on on Cloud Nine, because like, why would we talk about Pentanat.gg? Okay, they got one lucky win against Cloud Nine. Woohoo! Cloud Nine drafted like complete animals in that game. There you go, Pentanet. I gave you five minutes of screen time. All right, so Cloud9 definitely looked interesting. So they got stomped in relatively, like, two games, right? Cloud9 got stomped against PSG Talon, and they got stomped against Mad Lions, obviously. But they looked good in the damn one games, the RNG games, the uh, other Mad Lion and PSG Talon games, right? Now, I don't know how to really, like, extrapolate their performance. They looked good against world-class teams, in their mid game, but they couldn't close games out. They would overforce on things. They don't need to overforce on blabbers flashing for scuttle crabs again. I, and I think we were in the show that sadly ended up getting deleted, or it might've been that one. No, or whatever, because 
I, I think we were talking about, well, could he fix this when they reviewed the, the VODs? No. I literally saw him do it after they got out of the group in the uh the playing stage. I, I was like, he's not going to stop doing this. And I'm not saying it's bad to smite scuttle crabs and steal them and get extra gold and do all these other things, right? That's not the point. He was doing it at shitty times that cost his team the game. That's when it's a problem, obviously. And then with Cloud9, their drafting on certain games was decently suspect. Like against um in on the pentanet.gg day, right? You factor into yourself, okay, uh, we just beat RNG, right? We just took down RNG. Why is Fudge on Scion? Do why why wouldn't you want to ride that momentum and put him on a carry, him carry a next game? Why is Blabber on Lilia? Why what? He can barely play Morgana Jungle at the tournament, you know? And and Blabber also had a really bad tournament, you know? Like, he looks good domestically, but then, you know, he comes to MSI 2021, and he looked like hot garbage. And I think, you know, hot take, if he doesn't perform at Worlds 2021, if Cloud9 end up making Worlds 2021, he, I could see him getting replaced. Because you think Perks is going to sit there and watch his jungler just, just, just completely int games away? Do you really think that? Person just gonna sit there and watch games just get into the way. Uh, I think I think we're I think we're doing what. Okay, so as a TSM fan, this reminds me of how Svenskaren got scapegoated. This, this is this is literally night and day of Svenskaren who got scapegoated. Remember when <laughs> oh, Svenskaren yeah, got? Yeah. <laughs> remember when Svenskaren like he he played relatively decent, but like everything was just on Sven. Oh, Sven did this like. And then that's why he ended up getting replaced, right? So like, mm-hmm. he played. The, he picked the Lilia pick because that was comfort. I don't have a problem with it. The thing is, like, look at RNG and and like Mad Lions. RNG Mad Lions. Okay, so yeah, we see Khan play the Scion. I think he won one game on it in the tournament. I don't. But there's a difference because look who's Khan surrounded. Like Showmaker is better than. <laughs> Let's not be funny. Showmaker is better than Perks. Yeah, yeah. Okay. By a big margin. Canyon like... <laughs> is better than than Blabber. There's Barrel and 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 uh, is is even. That's like basically the bot lane is the most even. Khan yeah. is better than Fudge. There's no question about that. So like, let's not. There's a reason why you could do that. Like, but if your style works, stop it. Get some help. <laughs> like, <laughs> play your champions uh you, you, you know like i don't i don't get it and then like mad lions don't you dare say anything because you the only teams you got wins are gone were pentanet and cloud nine so that already says to me that you can't beat like because ps i think they beat P, did they beat psg one time in, in the rumble stage for, I don't. Uh, I, I don't line. remember. They beat them both times. Yeah, they did. They, they, yeah, they went one and one. So that was so. So yeah, Way is was the best jungler. I'm not definitely not debating that. Um. Uh. But PSG only beat Madeline's only beat one team that was above the fifty percent in the Rumble stage. So please don't like all you EU fans. This is why the EU and anything is is ridiculous. A PCS region came in third, and you guys were supposed to be at least second or at least second mm-hmm. or third, and you you came in fourth. And if Cloud Nine had won their games, you might have gotten knocked out. 
Yeah, sure. like there's a hypothetical world where if Cloud9 actually don't just grief all their fucking games, there's a good chance they get third. Because like this three and seven record, people are gonna look at in years to come and go, well, they got three and seven, they must have been a bad team. No, they were they were like thousands of golds ahead in a lot of their games. Like the RNG game they played the first time where they flipped a Baron for the Nexus, that was a really close game. When Perks was on Lucian against Damwon, that was a really close game. You know what I mean? Even the fir- the next game they played against Damwon was super close. Like, like the games against Damwon were close because Damwon's play style is kind of a, a, a little bit counteractive to a lot of these o- other teams. And then you have, like, fucking, you know, there's going to be EU fans that say, well we-, well, we got out and they didn't. True. I mean, I guess. But, you know, when you look at the whole context of the situation, you know, like, it- it- it's just something that, you know, most fans don't look at. They, they just look at records. You know what I mean? Right. But, uh, no, I'm just saying right. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing is, so what do you take away from Cloud9 when they're going back to, like, uh, North America? They, they because- have put, um, I think, I, I don't want to put words in Kafka's mouth, or, but in regards to what Kafka says, play the style that works for you. Put Blabber on aggressive, play towards topside, put per- perks on a playmaking champ. Like, like just put. A, there's a reason why Zhao Hu didn't play one Scion game. This, I don't think he. <laughs> I don't think he played one tank this tournament. He played Gragas, Nar, Jace, and yeah. Lee. Like he basically played those champions. I, I'm, I'm sure you could pull it up if you wanted to. It's not really needed. Um, I. Oh, and then uh, Sasson says, pretty sh- sure Karzi said in an interview that half of the team was trolling and half of the team was tryharding in the C9 game. That sounds like yeah. damage control to me, buddy. Okay, <laughs> buddy. That sounds like that That's, sounds like PR. That's what that sounds like. <laughs> yeah, that sounds you know, like really good PR. Not not like you're lying, Sadson. I'm just yeah. saying, like a lot of pros say that though. They're like, Well, we weren't really trying. And they all try. I never believe that when they're talking like that. That sounds like some horse shit. Yeah, we just don't try on international games though. We we just we just troll. <laughs> what? I love Carzy, man. That guy's funny as hell. Um, but if you're Cloud Nine, I think it's not all doom and gloom. You looked good against world class teams. Take that and go. Okay, how do we refine that and go? Okay, let's fix this because. In Cloud9's head, when they're thinking like, okay, if the game plays out exactly as we're thinking, it's going to win. But they're not thinking about how RNG and Damwon, like world-class teams, are going to fucking, you know, respond to that. You know, they're not going to respond like CLG and fucking FlyQuest to a situation like that. They're going to be playing it out a lot more differently, a lot more effectively, and that's the reason why you get to that point, obviously. You know, but if you're Cloud9, it's not all doom and gloom. Yeah, they didn't get out. It, it, it sucks. But if you look at the actual gameplay, there's hope for them. So coming in, into Worlds 2021 with this roster, things could be a whole lot different if they make Worlds 2021. Now, the other big surprise, obviously, was Warren's prediction earlier on in a other episode, uh, which was PSG Talon obviously making it out. They looked really good, too. Like, Hanabi is complete garbage, but you know what? If you if you're gonna be king of the weak side, that's fine. That's that's all you need to do for your team to win. You know what? Fuck it. Just fuck it. <laughs> what did I do? 
Hey, he's like, just complete garbage. <laughs> it's literally hot garbage, man. But hey, Maple proving why he's still a world class player. Literally comes back to the PCS and gets PSG talent into the knockout stage. You know what's also crazy about Maple is every single time he's been at MSI, he's never been to a final. He's pretty much like been top four. He's never been to a final. Collins never wanted MSI going. Like that's crazy, dude. To think about. Um, Mad Lions. Um, Mad Lions. They got better as the tournament progressed, which is a, a good thing for this roster. Like. I even said this in previous episodes. Like, they were playing better than Cloud9, though. Like, I, I liked Cloud9, obviously. They played okay in certain games. But, like, Mad Lions were just playing better every single game. Like, Mad Lions were improving, whereas Cloud9 did the opposite. And I, I think that, you know, when it comes to people saying all these players have nerves, you know, they just choke on the big stages. Excuses! Aloye, Way, Canyon. I'll say Aloye and Way. And River, all their first international events. They all well no Riv, River's been been to summit at world. So let's just say Aloya and Way, their first international events, they played just fine with bigger regions in league with with a lot more expectations, though. I get you know, players could have a lot of expectations, you know, uh for the players, but like Aloye played just fine out of his mind, actually. And then you had fucking Way playing out of his mind. So no excuses for Blabber to play like that. Like, just people, people need to stop making excuses like that. That is ridiculous. You know what I mean? Because if you're saying, oh, well, he had nerves. That's, the, he, he he got, he choked. That That's fine. But it doesn't excuse the bad gameplay, you know? Um, But yeah, that was pretty much it for the rum, rum, Rumble stage. And then now we move on to um, RNG versus PSG. You know, obviously, I, I think I said, 3-0. It was 3-1. Doggo looked absolutely amazing. That's the big biggest takeaway from this. Um, Kaiwing looked pretty good on Leon in one of the games, but like I knew they were gonna get figured out by playing RNG. I, I knew their little their little style of what they were playing at best of ones wasn't gonna work out against a team like this. And that's kind of the reason why I said 3-0. They got one game, sure. Whatever. One game off. Now Against Dam One and Mad Lions, though. Hey, man, do you remember an EU team that was up against a Korean team at one point, and then they do a stupid dive, and then they kind of lose the game in a crucial game four? <laughs> oh yeah, that. Uh, oh yeah, my MSF. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. remember in game four of this best of five, that like Mad Lions are winning, like they're hard gapping that bot lane by themselves, Karzi and uh, Kaiser, right? And then they don't keep track of Showmaker's TP, and then they get TP'd on, and they lose the game. Damwon just runs away with it. And the next game they play against Damwon in game five, they run away with that one. Like, what is, dude, what is it with, like, some of these teams, not even just EU teams, what is with teams being in great positions to win, and they're just fucking throwing it? They literally could have won that game if they just kept track of Showmaker's TP, if they could have just kept track of where he was coming, and Aloya was just getting out-drungled by Canyon. It's like, dude, you're 2-1 up, you're winning the game, calm down, you can just win the game out just fine. No, we want to just die bot lane almost between two tier twos, get TP'd on, and lose. Now, I will say this for context reasons. Humanoid was getting completely gapped by Showmaker. Everybody gets gapped by Showmaker. That's just how it works. You know what I mean? Everybody gets gapped by Showmaker. That guy's fucking insane, obviously, you know? But Mad Lions, there's a real identical world 
um, where they literally could have won this series. Like, and I get why Carsey feels that way because if they had just calmed down in game four, there's a good realistic chance that they obviously beat them. It was literally like that. There's just a few more factors that didn't play into their victory because they were 2-1 up. They were legitimately doing very well. They were doing what Cloud9 were doing to Dam1. They were winning the early game. And then instead of like Cloud9 losing, they translated that into wins. Now, what do you take away from this best of five? Whoa, whoa, whoa. let me answer this comment. Okay. There's a comment? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm okay. Sorry. Okay, so. C9 did not uh, fail NA. C9 could have beaten Mad and went on. They okay, beat all the off, best teams of the best off, region. I... Mm-hmm. Go no go finish. I'm sorry. Finish. Which, which other NA teams have has done it before? So Warren, stop acting big and see what they achieved. Okay, first off, what did they achieve? Beating teams in in a group stage. That's not the other teams beat teams in this group stage. Getting to a semifinal or quarterfinal awards. That's achieving. This team was perceived probably to be one of the best teams to ever go to an international stage. Period. Point blank. No one can debate that. You have Perks. You have Sven. You have Vulcan. Blabber. Fudge was the only question mark, which is ironic because uh, Fudge was the best performing at the tournament for Cloud9. There's some games where he where uh, it, it, the other top player gapped him like I remember when he was played the Malphite game and he got gapped by a lot of CS cause any but they didn't, you know, give Khan his praise, which he kinda did get gapped. But like Was this that a whole... Malphite into NAR matchup? Yeah, it was a it was a Malphite <laughs> matchup that he played. That's what you yeah, yeah. So oh yeah, I am TSM worm, but I'm not I, I, I listen, I'm I'm gonna tell you something, uh L E C Korean Korean Korilana. Oh hi, hi nice to meet you. <laughs> uh, nice to meet you. I want my NA teams to do good. I am embarrassed, though, when we don't get out anything, and then I got to deal with in chat, NA sucks. Uh-huh. You take our players. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's it's embarrassing when you spend uh, the year before, what was it, a million on uh, what's it called, Vulcan. Then you spend another six million on perks just to get three and seven. Like at, at some point, and I put this on. I had I had this on my Twitter. At some point, we need to stop with this wait and see nonsense. We're not a minor region. We're a major region. This wait and see nonsense needs to get uh put in the back. And like people need to be. They. I hope to God Jack cho- cho- choose them out when he comes back. I hope so because I think because like there was times I saw Perks laughing. Yeah, he's laughing because he's getting he's getting his two to two million <laughs> like his, you know his salary paid. He don't give a fuck. Perks made me as a Perks fan make care. more. Perks makes Perks most likely and not probably not even debatable. Maybe I'll sort of RNG because you know China pays a lot of money. Let's take our like China out of it, right? Take RNG out of it. Perks probably made more than every single player at that tournament. Perks by himself. Because like we know con- like contracts and you know LPL are fucking insane, right? So right. Perks made more than Damwon, who was in the finals. Purse makes more than Mad Lions, who are in the knockout stage. Purse probably makes more than all the players in PSG talent who are in the knockout stage. That is crazy to think about. And there's another side to it where people are going to be like, well, he gets paid a lot of money, so it should translate into wins. Not necessarily. That's just paychecks. That's what that's what you're just paying a player. But when I'm buying Perks and Vulcan and Sven and Blabber and Fudge, 
I expect to get out of groups, like to the knockout stage at least. Like, I know people had their hot takes saying, oh, Cloud9 could have won Worlds. And, like, no, nah, sorry, not Worlds. Cloud9 could have won, or sorry, yeah, could have won MSI. I don't think that. I mean, you must have not been watching RNG and damn want to think that. Because, like, most people from the West say those things at, or as hot takes because they don't watch LPL and LCK. And that's fine. If you don't watch them, that that's fine. But don't just say you have to watch these teams and accurately give me a reason why they win. I'm not just gonna blindly as a fan go like Cloud9 are gonna win MSI. Not happening. That's I didn't do that at this tournament. I've never been like that. And I'm I'm sorry, I'm still not gonna do that. That's just clear completely delusion, you know. I know I agree with you. People need to kind of stop making excuses for those kind of things. They just they need to just refine what works for them and they need to obviously yeah. Work on that. Like it's good. You can almost beat damn one in your an RNG. That's great. Take that, realize what you did wrong, and then fix it when you face them again. So at Worlds 2021, I should expect them to beat these teams or different Korean and LPL teams now. But the problem here is that those Korean and LPL teams are going to play differently from damn one and RNG. Like if you want to watch the LPL, EDG was the best team. You watched the LPL, dude. EDG yeah. was the best team. EDG, they should have been MSI. FPX would I guarantee FPX would have slop or knocker a lot of these teams. I like mean, let's, let's FPX with a 3-0 damn one. They would have just <laughs> let's, let's stop it. Like let's stop. <laughs> and I, I understand what you mean by what they achieve, LEC Korea Lana. Like I, I get what you mean. Like, oh yeah, like they, they beat them, but like we're a major region region. We're not Japan. We're not the other teams. Hi, Mr. Might, Fabio. One, yeah, three, like, three, seven. I, I'm happy that LCK and LPL got four teams now for Rose. Because they deserve it. I'm glad they took away I think because I think that means they take away one of our slots from I think they take away a slot from one of the teams or something like that. Oh I, God. I, I'm not sure God. if we get to send three teams now. But like enough is enough. Like like I get it. And then the next thing is well, we'll see. A, I guarantee you we're gonna see them at Worlds. That's where they're gonna show up. So I'm gonna hear this song and dance for the next five years of my life or twenty. <laughs> oh yeah, maybe uh you know CLG next time they're gonna they're gonna do it. They're gonna no 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 focus. Like come on, like EU's on an upward trajectory. They took. As much as they performed bad in the group, the knockout stages, they at least got to semifinals and took damn one to a best of five. A rookie you can team barely too. say that. There's they're, two they're consistently on getting a one team. rookie. There was there was one rookie on the team because people say Armut's a rookie. No, he no he played splits before. He's he's, he's been on Royal Bandits and Royal Youth, and he's been on Super other TCL no. teams. Right, he's won yeah. TCL splits. He's not a rookie. He's right. did well. It's just that they took a rookie player, and that rookie player. Played better than Blabber, who I've been playing since 2018. Like, it's not about money. It's just about how the players perceive the game. But Mr. Fabio137, nice to meet you, man. EU is not only G2 anymore, but taking out the G2 players, most of them don't in, especially so I think so I can see why some teams throw leads. What I don't get is how teams like Damwon do it. It just happens, man. Like, that's just the nature of league. Like, you can see the best teams in the world throw games. It's like it, it. It just should be uncommon for teams like that to do it, you know. Uh, Assassin Story says top lane at MSI was whack. Top lane was probably the worst role in terms of talent. I don't know that about. That, I mean, they. I think they overperformed to expectations though, because Khan what looks lines better do you than have on the- your table, right? Now? <laughs> <laughs> Fudge, I think played fine. Khan played better than what I was going to give him credit for. Xiaohu definitely showed up to a certain extent. 
Hanabi, I'm not talking about that guy. But Mr. Fabio, C9 did fail. CLG 2016 and TLN 2019 really showed up. But NA is behind all other three, and the latest international results don't help. The only main reason for NA being a major reason is money in it. Also because, you know, it's based in here. Right, right, NA created the game. You know, like as much as I like NA, it's fun to watch NA, despite how dog shit it is during these splits. Hey, like it's fun. But, you know, when it's fun, don't expect that to be competitive world's material. Because, like, you know from watching the games, they're not going to beat these world-class teams. Like, first class, like our our, um, our first seeds, they're okay, decent teams. But these NA first seeds would be, like, sixth-place teams in LCK and LPL. And in LPL, they'd probably be 18th place. <laughs> so, I'm just saying, you know. What do you think, Warren? Uh, I, I think, uh, well, my, my, my thing is, uh, what I took out of this uh, second knockout stage is that we need to figure out, like, the games, it, this happens every year. I knew it. I knew when I saw that <laughs> Pentanet game, I knew that, we're, like, every game, like, literally, every anyone in chat could do this. Find a game where NA need, should technically beat the team. They don't. When they needed to beat MSF, they lost. When I think TL needed to beat one team, they lost. Like, I think it was against Machi to get out of the group. Like, every time it comes down to this one game, and it's like, you shouldn't even be in that scenario. That's not good. Like, there's no way that's good. So I think when they go back, they really need to figure out what can we... Like, I wish the orgs, instead of trying to see who what players they can get... They need to figure out how to make the region better as a whole so that when we go to these international events, we make sure we beat a game like Pentanet. Like when RNG went against Pentanet, they always dumpstered them. They didn't get make them win one they game. They actually just eviscerated them. They, every that's game. how you're supposed to that's what that's the that's the that shows the sign of a top tier region. They made sure, you know what, you're not even getting close to winning against this Pentanet. And they won their games that should be like 20-minute, 25-minute games at best. And they did. That's what Cloud9 should have done. Also, guys, make sure if you're here, you like the stream. Like the stream, please. It always greatly appreciate it. And if you're new here, then please subscribe. Please subscribe. It definitely helps out. I would love to have all you guys back here for more streams. We generally stream every single Tuesday, uh, 6 p.m. PST. But if you're here right now, we are streaming later on because I have to make up for a show that I deleted later on. Because I told Warren... If you guys are just getting here, we're going to do a video dedicated to this. But, you know, since I kind of fucked myself over, I might as well just do it as a stream anyway. Because it, w- it would have been an hour-long video anyway with, like, editing and shit. So, you know, might as well just do it this oh, way. Oh, here we go. Nickname I, Mr. No no Substance. <laughs> no, I'm not I'm not even going to bother answering you because you play nice. nice. Play nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not playing. I am playing nice. I have no. I have no problem in admitting NA's uh, uh, shortcomings and everything. But if you're not gonna contribute in any sort of fashion that is productive for any region, because I'm sure LCK is gonna. I I don't know if you guys saw, but Showmaker looked like he was about to do uh, a, a faker and start breaking down because you could tell that guy really was trying to win. He really was trying to win, and he really brought it down. Really gave it his, his all. 
You know what Ellen um, said? Now he knows what Chovy feels like carrying four corpses. <laughs> it's uh, true. So. Hey, hey, hey. Like, dude, the way Showmaker was playing, because I know you guys were talking about Victor and a lot of the other like shows we did. Dude, every time Showmaker had Victor, he showed you why that champion should be. That guy was Chaos Storms were fucking insane. That guy played Victor like a god. I don't know. Like, I, I get it. When you see Victor in, like, bad team's hands, it looked worse. Every time Schumacher got Victor, he was clapping people. You know, it's not the champion. It's the player that works the champion. Fabio says, I think by now, teams like C9 and TL should be really going deep in tourneys, not getting out, of, not getting out before big games. And that's true, though. Like, it, I know people, you know, don't like didn't like TL because they bought a money roster, whatever fuck that's supposed to mean. But TL pulled off one of the biggest upsets in League of Legends history, potentially, you know, defeating IG in that knockout stage. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's very possible to do it. It's all about mentality. And like, even Fudge talked about it too. You know, he did really well at MSI, but it's because he took the nameplates off the players, though. League League is a mental game. Like, moving your hands on the keyboard is just that's secondary duty sometimes because if you have nice confidence and you think you can win, you'll play a lot more better. No, nobody predicted Fudge to do well as well as he did. Like I sure didn't. I'm just being honest here. There are some games he played better than Shaohu. He played better than Armin in some games. And he also played better than Khan in some games. Now, was he just mechanically better than them? No, you saw, we saw this in lane. He was still losing. The issue here was that, he had a nice mental, and he was like, okay, I'm going to get myself through the laning phase, and I'm going to get myself to the next part of the game where I can be useful for my team. Like, Showmaker is the same thing, you know? Showmaker had the exact same. People were, like, going, Showmaker's not that good because wow, of the LTK. Nickname, nickname, I actually said something that I can actually agree with and not spew hot vomit out of his asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Like, uh, people were like, well, Showmaker, is, he's, he has to play in the LCK, and the LCK's mids weren't that good this split. You're fucking – do you watch these games? No, the I LCK was, is literally down one and Genji. Like, literally, if you look at the region, it's, that's it's, – T1 it, did get better till the very end. I'll give them credit for that. They did get a little bit better. When they had a solidified roster, you saw it coming together, but it's too late at that point. Like, you know, fuck, your season's over, dude. But, no, I, I, I do agree with you. Like, randomly, LCK lately has just been, like, one team. Because Genji, dude – and I like Gen G, man, but why can't what is wrong with them, dude? What is wrong with Gen G, man? I don't <laughs> they know. They just keep fucking joking. And then so after that, obviously we you have um Mad Lions losing to Damwon Kia. What did you think about RNG versus Damwon? Because that was an amazing best of five. Now I'm gonna uh. pull up a draft. I'm gonna pull up a draft from game five. And and my god, this drafting was literally done by three dogs, two cats, and a frog. Because that shit looked terrible. Oh, while you're pulling that up, Saxton's story. I am okay. Uh, I agree with the uh, fudge over Arma, but Khan played. Re- I would say Khan was the. I would put if I had to put rankings, it's it was Yahoo, Khan, um, Fudge, Arma, and then the rest doesn't matter. Khan is getting so much flack, and I'm not even an LCK fan. This guy played really good. He played really he well. That some a- really dude, good that Aatrox plays. game. That and Aatrox so, game was insane. And, and, I, and, no, and it's not you. By the way, I know it's not you. I'm just saying. He's got so much flack for someone that – think about it this way. He's gone to – every time he's been on an LCK team, he's gone to an MSI. <laughs> think about that. Like That's crazy, time, isn't it? Yeah. 
Yeah, he every time he's been on an LCK team, he's been to an MSI. So we're gonna see him at Worlds most likely. He's performed at uh he's performed like great. And I, I know Showmaker ironically is stealing the show in a sense, right? But like <laughs> Khan gets I, I feel like if there's anyone that gets more vilified or more like scrutiny, is that guy. That that guy actually plays out of his mind and it's it's still not good enough. That's what's bonkers to me. <laughs> like this is the like I, I'm I'm not trying to say I'm some sort of like draft expert, but this is one of the worst drafts I've ever seen in my life. Did it did Demo just uh, did Como just give up? Look at this. Okay. Why did they blind pick Aatrox and fucking Jace into Gragas and Nocturne? That, that, good enough. That, that, that tells uh, me they well, don't want to win that Jace, shit. Okay, so I'm okay with the Aatrox pick. And it's just, I think you needed, I would have taken, like, you needed, like, a Zaya. I would have put, like, a Zaya. I'm not sure if Jinx was available. Because if, um, you need, like, a Zaya. Because I think Varus towards the late game is a little bit weaker because of, you know, the poke. I, I the, the the Jace pick didn't make sense because the thing is right if you have Rumble and you have like I you see I'm okay if you did like Ash into with because now Ash has a long reach arrow and that can hit like way like more multiple people which can line up the Rumble ult which means a, a good shock a shock blast so mm-hmm. I don't know like I, I think it's like um. They needed, they needed like, uh, even, heck, it might have sound funny, even a set mid might have worked because you have setup ability, you have dive ability. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just didn't agree with the Jace and the Varus. Yeah. The others is fine. Aatrox is always a blindable like, pick. He, he, picking, he Varus, picking Varus implies that Ghost and Barrel are going to be obviously hard winning the 2v2 against Leona because against... Leona, Tom Kins just eats the ADC, so all of Leona's CC is pretty much nullified, and you're giving Ghost Varus. Ghost is uh, Ghost and Barrel, despite playing really well in team fights for Ghost and Barrel, Ghost and Barrel were getting hard gapped in almost in a lot of games at the tournament by Cloud9, Mad Lions, PSG Challenge, RNG. So there's no way possible. I was I I you would think you do not give them Varus and Tom Kinch. And like I get it might look like like a decent composition in theory, but you gotta look at the players themselves. Ghost and Barrel are good in team fighting. Laney phase, it, it, it's so amazing how they have Showmaker as their mid laner because imagine if they had a fucking mid laner like um like Ucal and shit. Would, would you pick Varus and Tom Kench if they had a mid laner like Ucal? No, they were not no. perform- like perform. You're able to perform well in team fights based on your mid laner and your jungler getting you there. They weren't getting leads on their own. They literally were getting gapped. I saw them getting gapped a lot. I get there were probably games they won. Sure, that happens anyway. But overall, they were like not a traditional great performing LCK bot lane, which is insane, right? And also going into this best of five with RNG, a lot of people thought that crying was just going to get like hard stopped by Showmaker. Crying, he's actually pretty solid of a mid laner. He's just not as, let's say, flashy. As showmaker, if that's the if that's the word I'll use for that, you know. Um, but he played his role really well. He was the team player. He picked Rise, he picked um yeah, he picked Rise two games, did he not? Yeah, he picked Rise two games, Oriana, 
the first game. He played Lucian pitched, even. He played Lucian. Yeah, like he's the team player who can also carry games. He's not just a role player. So when I when I heard people on Reddit going, well, you know, he's not as good as Shellmaker. I mean, obviously. Of course, that's stupid. That's like <laughs> saying is. <laughs> what? That's like saying, Warren, you play bat- You play for the fucking New York Nets. Well, Warren's not as good as LeBron James. Of course not. That is literally by default. You're not going to be better. What? Yeah, that's like saying is Kyrie Irving's not better than Le- Of course he's not better than LeBron James. That's silly. Stop. You're a fool. <laughs> I hate people who make up those stupid fucking one-line intangibles. Like, oh, well, you know, Perch is not as good as Showmaker. No fucking shit. Now you got to tell me that water is wet probably. What? No, obviously. But as long as they play the role for their team that they need to play, that's where you win. And that's one of the reasons why RNG won. Yes, Showmaker is better, and he played better in a lot of the games, but Crying was the the playmaker and the role maker that RNG needed. Wei played really well. Xiaohu played really well. This was a really great best of five. If you take out game five, where they literally got hard stomped for Damwon, this is a great best of five. You know, RNG are up to one at a certain point. You know, Damwon team fought really well. Like, Damwon's really big strength is their team fighting, which is really good. Like, you have ghosts over getting pentakills and shit, like playing Tristana like a damn god. Like, and that's why it's so sad for them to lose. Cause like you like even though they did have a rough tournament, quote unquote, um, they did play really well in a lot of the games. And it's like you would have loved to see them go from winning world like LCK Worlds, LCK to winning MSI. They would have had all of the trophies, you know, for like League of Legends, domestic splits. Interna- and both international trophies, though, that'd be crazy, right? But yeah, well, but now, nope. Um, you just have RNG. RNG ends up winning against DK. RNG, like with SKT, are the, yeah, dude. I was so glad I predicted RNG. Like during the tournament, there was no way I was thinking RNG would lose. It's like I told my friend the day before. I'm like, I don't see a world where RNG lose to them. I get damn one are good. I just don't see a world where RNG lose. And luckily it was it like I know Ravioli yesterday he was like, Well, it was a best of five. I understand that. But if you're looking at the game in a contextual form and you're looking at how these teams played throughout the tournament, you would assume it's literally RNG was better. You know? And like, what did you think about Canyon at this tournament? Did, did you like what he had showed actually? Outside of Rumble, because if Rumble was uh, I think Canyon played fine. I think it yeah. was uh, a lot of draft and just how they played uh I, you know, I don't, I don't want to be on the Xiaohu, like, you know, hype train, Xiaohu Dong, Dong Wanka train, but, uh, you know, played, you don't like BTS Warren. It's okay. Uh, I think he played, he shows why top lane is an important role. He literally, there was like, there's like, I don't know. I, I wish you could bring up the clips. There's like one where he does a cask that literally separates the group. And won them the fight. Like he did some monster cast, some great engages, uh, and his Leeson was actually pretty good for a guy. Now, and that's crazy to go from mid lane, right? Because like think about he who he was playing against when even after he left, he was playing against the likes of Faker and and uh, Caps and Humanoid and Rookie at these tournaments. Like he was a still. I I would still have put him a top ten. A top 20, top 10, well, I'll say top 10 mid laner in the world. Like, he left a position that was pretty much the glorified position for most people that like League. He's, the, like. Only, he's the only player to win M- MSI in two different roles, mid and top. 
which shows what how important those roles are if you if you look at that that i think i think the series was fun i i felt bad for uh showmaker because like at the end you, you see him holding his head like he kind of did a reckless not cry but like you know you can <laughs> tell that he really wanted to bring an msi back to lck but i think they learned a lot see now see now this is what i mean about learning a lot they learned a lot in a final they didn't learn a lot in a group stage and now and then now they're on they're, they're sitting on a couch that's what that's what i mean about the learning a lot and like saying they achieved they like i wouldn't i i'm okay to hang if i'm a damn one fan i'm okay to hang my head up we played our, our hearts out we took it to a best of five we made it to the final we beat we lost at a tournament favorite right like i don't yeah. think anyone I think people need to like stop being harsh on themselves for getting second place in league. Like literally, if you played a great best of five, you got to the final, you made it exciting, and you learned a lot. It's not always about a trophy, though. Like some people just need to learn that if you got something out of it and you are a better player because of it, that's good enough. You know what I mean? It's not always about a trophy because like Tom Brady has a ton of trophies, right? But not all trophies are created equally anyway, though. And then years later on down the line, people are like, well, the MSI doesn't matter because of the competition. Shit, anyways, like, because I'm being honest with you, this was like the second worst MSI I've ever seen outside of probably like, I don't know, 2017 MSI. This right. is like probably the second worst MSI. I've just been honest, like 2015, pretty exciting. 2016, pretty exciting. 2017 was le- legitimate dog shit. 2018 was exciting for MSI. 2019 was exciting. And 2021 is arguably second worst because 2017 was some dog shit. That shit was awful. But now looking at RNG, they now win M- M- MSI 2021. They are the second two-time MSI champions outside of SKT who won it back in you know 2016 and 2017. Um, do you think RNG is going to be a really strong team going into the LPL for their summer 2021 split? Um, I think they took a lot from the EU watching EU play and watching some NA stuff. They're going to, I think they're going to take that back. Like, cause you know, they, they like, we saw at certain times they banned like Nocturne out and, and those kind of weird wonky picks. Um, I think, I think, uh, they, uh, it's funny, Jahu has a small champion pool, yet they didn't exploit it, uh, which I found hilarious. Yeah, like, he, you could, the thing with this tournament, which is what I really got, I'm not say triggered by, there's a lot of games where these players could literally just get exposed for, like, some of the bad shit they're doing, and they just didn't. So I'm just kind of curious to see, when they go back to their own region, are they going to get exposed to their weaknesses? You know, that's just kind of the thing I see. Um, the other things to cover today, since MSI 2020 was over, you know, C9 failed NA. I mean, they did. That's not not really debatable. They did kind of fail North America. But then again, it's just for the right now. Let's kind of see, you know, how well they can perform in LCS and then take that to, you know, Worlds 2021 if they make it. You know, um, we have the other last bit bit of news, which is Adam joins Fnatic. Actually, if you're a Fnatic fan, uh, we had that big situation of, you know, self-made uh, talking, you know, on Discord about Fnatic's management and stuff like that. They just released self-made today, you know, and um, they actually have some news for Fnatic as well. Actually, if I can bring it up, you know, right here. Uh, okay, let me make make my screen bigger. And that's what she said, obviously. Okay, so Fnatic announced today 
that they obviously parted ways with Selfmade. And as a part of our offseason plans, we are proud to welcome back to the Black and Orange strategic coach saved. Full announcement video and interview with Bipple on his playstyle, the upcoming split, and role swapping to the jungle. Okay? So they announced that something we already knew was going to happen. Bipple moving They're to the jungle. They're saving money. Okay. <laughs> and, <laughs> and now self-made strong personality and dominating playstyle has earned him a place in the heart of all fanatic League of Legends fans. And he will always be an important part of our LOL journey. They finally announced, thank you, self-made. Yesterday, uh, when... Fnatic announced they were getting Adam. Self-made in their Twitter feed was like, hey, announce my announcement video of me leaving. Thank <laughs> <laughs> God, dude. These people are fucking crazy. And then if you go to um, LEC Wulo's Twitter, so I know people think this guy is like a joke and shit. He's, not a, he's actually gotten a lot of stuff right recently, so he's not some joke, you know? I've actually used some of the stuff during some videos, and it came out true. Uh, So right here... You have uh, some more of their conversation from Discord where uh, Selfmade says, the reality is we wanted to continue with the same roster but Bwipo, with Bwipo, but Fnatic took Adam and told him to jungle or leave. <laughs> That's crazy. What, what does that mean? I'm still, I'm, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm stupid. What is that? Why? why? So if Bwipo, so basically if uh, he didn't take jungle, that Bwipo would have to leave? Yeah, they told him to either leave or play in the woods. <laughs> That's kind of messed up then. Well, I mean, because, you know, Bwipo always goes to the Fnatic management, and he's always like, hey, I think I'm one of the best players in my region, and I will go to management, I think, if, if we need a change. It's like, you know, that could be a double-edged sword too. The self-made says right here, they basically put Bwipo in a, in a situation to decide who's going to be out. Meanwhile, people are writing how I apparently see BAD in Fnatic XD. People will always write, how cringe is that? That's kind of fucked up. I don't mind if it gets, I don't mind if it goes on Reddit or whatever. We would have spoken about it sooner or later. Okay. That's what I like about a player that, um. Well, Sam Matthews actually replied to him. The actual Fnatic owner replied to him. So let's see what he says. Think logically. You have two out of five players committed long-term, one split left. What do you do? Of course, we will take some tough decisions. Fnatic is here to win it all, and we want players committed to, to do the same. He also followed up by saying, and of course, a player didn't make any form of decision people are insinuating. Hi, Ashley. Hey. So, uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. It's all, it's, this is how League of Legends works, man. It's just how all this shit works over here. You know what I mean? Shit's always getting fucked up. Or, I mean, people always... Dude, I, I think you said, said this a, a while, too. Like, for, like, certain Fnatic fans, they just can't believe that their org would do these kind of things. I'm not saying they do, but I'm saying, like, don't just assume they don't do these things because you like them. That's not how that works, though. And then Sophie said right here, there was more shit I could talk about and create more drama, but that wasn't even the point in the first place. Every player lies for attention after leaving Fnatic, right? <laughs> Oh, shit. Don't get me wrong. I don't have anything against Fnatic, but this offseason was handled very poorly. I'm not mad or anything because I knew five minutes after we lost to Schalke, there were going to be changes. And what I said is what I heard during the call last day. That's crazy, man. That is absolutely insane. You know? Like, 
What else do you guys think is going to happen with Fnatic? Because I don't know if these roster changes will really put them in a top. Uh, this is a rebuild. This is not like yeah. a rebuild stage. If the, okay, if so, we don't know who this Adam guy is. We don't know how Bippo's going to play. Um, if they don't make playoffs, it's a rebuild stage. If they just make playoffs, then they overperform. Like, is there a world they get? There's no world. I don't really see them finishing anything like around, around fifth place, maybe. Like, like I don't know. I just don't see them really. I, see I don't them know. Six. six, fifth, maybe. Like, mm-hmm. the, I I just don't know, dude. Like, I don't know how to feel about their their new roster. Adam Whipple, Jungle Niski upset. Uh, Hill saying Drake also saying, oh yeah, Niski was definitely top five. I mean. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> okay, like Larson, Humanoid, Caps, all completely better. You know, I mean, if you're talking about in EU for EU mid mids right now, I mean, I guess leader's gonna be on Vitality and leader hard mechanically is better than Niski. And I don't know, like, huh, like Wait, leader's not- going to Vitality. I didn't know that. Yeah, self man and leader are gonna be on Vitality. It's gonna be SLT. So they got rid of Shekelot? No, no, no. Shekelot was the mid laner for Excel. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's right. They got rid of Shigenda. Uh, they got. They made sure to get rid of that guy. That guy <laughs> was hard running it down. <laughs> Can Fnatic be Vitality? It's possible. Upset and Hillsing are still a really good bot lane. But, you know, like, you can't carry through the bot lane like, like how you used to do back in the day for, like, the game. Like, I just don't know in terms of... Yeah, not, like, I, I agree with that. Like, top five doesn't win you shit. Being top five is nothing. So when I hear people go, like, Niski's top five in the LAC. Does that win you titles? No. So what does that mean? And I like Niski. I met the guy. I think he's a pretty cool guy. Like, he's great, a fantastic player, too. But Niski in LEC is not going to be winning anything. Sorry to break it to you. That's not how that works. Because there's just way better players, though. You know? And when you're looking at Bwipo, like... And Adam, like, what is he going to be telling Adam? He's going to be coaching Adam while he's playing jungle. Like, when you roll, I did this in League of Legends too. I've roll swap between uh, being a support main, top lane, ADC main, or whatever, right? Generally, when someone roll swaps, they think they could just do that role better than the person, right? That's generally the mindset. Oh, I, I, I could just do it better because this guy's just inting me, right? Okay, right? Okay, but it, and I disagree with people when they were like, oh, I don't like self-made's attitude and he's going to, like, Bwipo will be better. Bullshit. Self-made mechanically is going to, like, destroy Bwipo in the jungle. Like, there's no world I see Bwipo beating self-made unless Bwipo gets completely lucky. That guy will have to literally get lucky in games to beat self-made. Self-made is insane. I don't care if he had a bad split. It really doesn't matter. That, that, that guy is legitimately a great jungler. So even when they're facing other junglers, like is Bubble going to automatically be better as a jungler than other junglers who have been doing this for a very long time? I don't know. This is just a coin flip. And he might be just running his contract out because they didn't decide to renew their contract, you know? Um. Well, the thing is, is like if you had to switch a role, top to jungle is probably the easiest way to switch. That's true. Now, when it comes to... I think I don't know who. I mean, let's not use L- 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 LCS, right? Um, uh, the real oh. wool swapping started with perks, right? And we've seen um, how how that's 
Like Gen X took a while to adjust to top lane, but even oh, then, thank you, Ashley. A Ashley donated ten dollars in the cash app. Thank you, Ashley. Thank you. Oh, thanks, Ashley. Gen X, uh, uh, Gen X was a mid laner and became a top laner. Perks played ADC. Jahu went from mid to top. Um, it can happen, but it all depends on how the player and how the team. I think the team for RNG, they play around, for instance, Xiaohu's champion pool. That's why they're successful. It's how, So now it's, it comes down to the champion pool or how the meta goes, how well um, Bwipo plays, too. Because we don't know what's going to happen with patches upcoming for going into world, going for the summer split. And all that, because you know, it's going to be all about like two, three patches, yeah. and they're going to stay on one before, before, and and the thing is, a world's there's two patches, and then there's a world's patch, right? Mm -hmm. So then, like, we need to see how that meta develops. So it comes down to the champion pool. It comes down to how they play around that player. I Bipo is a very, um, when I watch the streams, very calculating how he does everything and he explains everything. Um, so this could be like uh, rookie success. Rookie top, rookie top, build jungle, top five mid. Fnatic is done. Yeah. That's very true, Fabio. I'm not even gonna lie. Nope, I I have to dis I have to disagree. I, like even with Shulka too. Like I'm just because we're ragging out Fnatic. Shulka's the same way. Shulka's over here replacing Gilius, and I mean you had to. No, Kira, Kira is actually very very good. He's actually good too. But you also have nuclear, and he's gonna be a rookie in the in the mid lane too. It's like. I mean, changing out your mid laner, mid split. I mean, obviously, money issues, right? But if you take this money issues out of it, that's going to be really, really tough to kind of build synergy between a mid and jungle, which is supposed to be one of the most vital duels in the game, you know? That's my issue. And it's like people say, well, teams like Misfits have Vithio and they could get better. All right, I believe it when I see it. I'm just saying that. I believe <laughs> it when I see it. Gives um, a fuck about Excel, Vitality. Fucking all these other little shitty orgs in EU. I'll believe it when I see it. Okay. Um, MSF is not a, a shitty org. They're a pretty big org. Uh, they when when it comes to the money department, because of their other teams. Um, once we do the rundown, once we do all the off season rundowns, we can have a better assessment and come up with power rankings and all that stuff. Because I'm yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot of trade deadlines that need that haven't even been met yet, and there's yeah. still time for. Team or to make who do you think like top three is Mad Rogue and G2, right? Mad Rogue G2. Fourth, who's fourth? SK? No. Um I would I hold on, let me look at let me look to, <laughs> I don't Vitali want to assume. Vitality's top four? Probably not. Hey man, if they get top four, I'd be crazy. Like top three is stacked. Mad Lions, Rogue, and G2. Yeah, that's top three. And I think Fnatic is probably around like fourth place. They have to be between fourth and fifth. Yeah, uh, it's Mad Lions, G two, Rogue. Um, it depends. If SK can figure out stuff, I think they are top four. <laughs> oh shit! From tenth to fucking fourth, that is a leap. That is a leap, leap. Like, I also want Misfits to do well too. They have Vander and fucking Kabe. Uh, who else? Like Razork. These are some good players they have, but yeah, they just I can't mean, seem to get it together. 
we saw we saw Magic Felix step up as the season went fast. I'm I'm glad he left Fnatic. No offense to you, Fnatic fans, but um, I think he's gonna have. I think they see a lot of potential in the guy. So, um, guess, <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, if SK is not top four. If SK are top four, I'll shoot myself. I, I mean. I mean, SK almost beat Fnatic, remember? So, like, oh yeah, they had a really close best of five against Fnatic. That's cool. That's true. So, um, what, 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 what did this lady say? Oh, she's pretty cute. She says, uh, da, 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 da. "So, will we start a Fnatic drama before LEC Summer? They are smashing everyone in scrims, so the roster works." By the way, I'm not even gonna dignify that with the response. Why didn't they sign a jungler? You sell self-made and sign Adam as an understudy for this split. That actually makes a lot of sense. But the people roll swap seems like a fudge because they didn't get a jungle replacement because no way is Adam better than people top right now. That's I can't disagree with that. That's true. But I can't disagree with that either. You have to make, but you have to change something. Like you can't. Well, just I mean, we. And, you know? I think on, underneath, I believe Fnatic has some. Financial, so that I think they're trying to save money too. I wouldn't be surprised if they got rid of their academy team. Yeah, and like I don't know, you know, with, with Europe having stacked rosters of Mad Lions, Rogue, and G two, that's good. It's you know showing that Fnatic and G two aren't ruling Europe. And like, yeah, I, I agree, Fabio. Like fourth to seven is is just a dogfight. You know what I mean? It's just the thing that he's gonna have to deal with. Like, if Fnatic is now going to be an org. Maybe, maybe moving forward that is not going to be like top two or not even top four who takes these other spots like or even excel like if excel's goal is just making playoffs and they get knocked on the first round and they got a roster just to do that i mean you know okay nick what are some of the goals of these eu teams because this shit sounds whack <laughs> this just sounds completely terrible you know well what I mean? well look what El- excel done they got Older players in Denik and Nukeduk, which is means that they're valiant. They're starting to say, maybe we shouldn't just get rid of our veterans and put a rookie in. Maybe we should actually let the veterans play a little bit more. Yeah, because there's this big resurgence in EU about rookie talent. But it's like, rookies, it's a gamble for them to be as good as veterans when they come in. That it, It's a complete gamble, you know? Like, EU went through this phase where they just wanted to get a bunch of rookies. I'm like, well then you take the issues that come with rookies then. That's just how that works, though. You know what I mean? You literally take that when you realize uh, if you take a rookie, that means you, that means you're, you automatically know they're not going to be as good as a veteran in terms of how to lead the game and how you perceive the game, how you play the game on a competitive level sense in the LEC, right? And, like, Wonder said the rookies are overrated coming out of EU Masters. I mean, to a certain extent, he's not lying. Like, Remember when Excel swapped out Chekolad, right? And EU fans were like, well, why don't these other orgs give Chekolad a chance? Would you give him a chance if you were an org in EU Warren, if you're a team owner? You're like, would you give Chekolad a chance? Not really. Like, if there's so many more great players in EU Masters that no one talks about or knows about, why would I give Chekolad a chance? And, like, we don't know what happened behind the scenes with Excel, right? We don't know. There's, a, there's probably a reason why they switched him out. You know, people need to understand this too. Like, we're only given context of a story. We're not given the full story. We're, and we're only given a story from one person's perspective. That's all we're given, you know. Um, but we'll take a few more questions and then we'll head out of here. 
What's up, Josh? How you doing, man? What happens if Fnatic changes are good? Maybe this is them getting better. Only time will tell. That's true, but I have to judge the decisions right now. Like, I'm not saying that the decisions right now are bad. I like some of them, though, but I have to judge the decisions they're making right now. Adam will not – it's right now not better than Whipple, so that's a downgrade. Whipple is not better than Selfmade in any sense of my imagination. That's a downgrade. Niski is a top five LEC mid. That doesn't win you – championships and at least in the lec lcs that could win you some championships which is mind-boggling and you have upset and hillisang and i think upset is a really good adc i think he played fantastic on Fnatic this past split they had it played out of his mind hillisang was also not that good this past split hillisang also was just dog shit kaiser limit fucking treats all played better than him trimby no trimby was also some dog shit he just played better in the playoffs but you know I just listed three players that are better than Hillisang right now. So their p- players on paper kind of do look worse than most of the other orgs right now. But coming into summer, the reason with Mad Lions is they might not exactly be as good because they might be burned out after MSI, might be still reeling from the fact they almost beat Damwon and they have to kind of realize, okay, let's move on from that. Let's kind of play you know, good right now. But it, it, it just depends. This is all just like hindsight conjecture when we're going into these things i have yeah, to judge the moves right road. now you know that's what i just have to do because like what else do i have to judge off of i have to judge the roster moves right now and compare with the downgrades or upgrades given the circumstance of what they're putting me in- into obviously you know i i i'm gonna give uh i'm gonna give the new fanatic and i think this is fair eight games Eight games is a, a is, is a good sample size of the new fanatic. Uh, well, I'm sorry, six games is a good sample size. If they perform pretty decently in those six games, then I can make an assessment. For now, management must know something we don't know about this Adam guy because he just don't pick up a rookie. Just like they, just like how. Now I know that Abadage situation with Schalke was, you know, they was offered a ton of money for him, and the org is close to selling their spot. So, but there must have been a reason why they swapped out Gilius and get this. I think he changed his name to Nuke now, not Nuclear Inch. Hey man, Warren, so, would you say Fnatic is not making worlds? Uh, I can see a world where they don't make it. Yeah, I I really don't see a world they make it. Like I'm just putting this all in context, or well, yeah, context, right? They ha- they got a technically in theory a downgraded top laner. I don't know how Adam is going to translate to the LEC. Buipo role swapping. I don't know how he's going to translate to being a jungler playing against these actual better junglers in the LEC and then competing against self made in Aloye. I don't know how to do it. Yankos, even though he played like some ass to split, he's still not just a a dog. You know what I mean? Then you have Niski. He's okay. not better than Larson, Humanoid, nor Caps. Let, let's let's scroll down the screen. I don't I don't need to see this ape on my screen. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, we're not gonna talk about that on here. No, no, no. Oh my god! Oh my god! Uh, compare Reckless Mood while NG two and while Infinatic, and all will will be clear. I can't. Got a point there. It's a, that's a fair point. I'd say. That is off topic. You can't compare one honeymoon split in G2 to years in Fnatic. Just look at some of old Fnatic content. Reckless was doing more than just smiling and laughing. Also, if G2 doesn't win summer, it won't be all that clear anymore. Reckless is a winner. Comment. 
judging a player off YouTube content. You're a fucking ape. <laughs> what? That's why you know some people are some retards. Judging a player's like mental structure on fucking YouTube content. Judge a player off the stuff in the game. Like, what the fuck is wrong with some people? Hmm. I don't know, but we've always went through this with Fnatic, though. These players, this is not a coincidence, man. It's just a badly run League of Legends org in the coaching yeah, department. Well, I think since I think since uh, 2018, it's kind of yeah, gone downhill. So has talked about shit he didn't like, what that Young Buck was pulling, Caps didn't like certain things, Reckless always didn't like certain... This is not a coincidence. They're just a badly run League of Legends org. Like, it's just how it is. You know what I mean? They're cool fans- yeah, I do. And I have their jersey, and that shit looks that's just comfortable as fuck, and it looks amazing on me. And ladies love it. But you know, the issue here is like fans would go, Oh, the players, you know, they they just they don't know what's going on, and, and this man fuck. Like, just because you like them doesn't mean you just make random bullshit excuses for them. You know what I mean? Like, what are we doing here? Like, do we help do we hold them accountable or do we just make bullshit up? Because when TSM does these things, TSM gets real for them. Yeah, they get real like uh, well, like fucking my ass getting canceled. I don't want you to get canceled, but let's just say that uh, it's uh, it's a it's always a field day when TSM bent over at the end of the day. Hey man, I'm just saying though, we gotta be. I I don't claim to be consistent, but for League of Legends community and people that love to be consistent, whatever that's supposed to fucking mean. Well, if TSM did these things, then they'd be getting railed, and players you know, have left TSM for various reasons, obviously. And we know why they did it, but they'll never say why. It's, it's pretty obviously well-known why they left. But TSM did these things, and they get railed for it. Why, why, why don't Fnatic get railed for this? And people know these things. Like, would, all these players can't be lying, though. Caps literally said the reason why he left was not even just the contract thing. He explained it. A lot of the players on the roster at that moment in time didn't want to change up how they played. They didn't want to fix their mistakes. Lots of things, you know what I mean? Like Broxo left because of other reasons. Young Buck left because of management. The fuck, Young Buck, six-time winning head coach, left because of management. How does that even make sense? What is going on? Like Warren also didn't like that that Yamato Cannon got selected as a head coach for for Fnatic to split. Actually, (laughs) yeah. What? What? I'm sorry. What happened with Yamato Cannon? No, I remember you said you didn't like that Yamato Cannon got selected. No, as no, I didn't. I think I think they could have got like a uh, a better a better coach. But again, I I, I agree with that. That <laughs> that, that I, Nick, I agree with that. He wins. I, I really think they could have. Maybe maybe I'm being a bit picky, but that's how I feel. But um, if anyone else, um, and uh, yeah, I just I I don't know what they're doing with their org. Uh, they. Like the whole nemesis thing, I think, uh, yeah, they, I don't know. Like they've just been go- since since Soaz left. Um, like I would say the twenty twenty year was probably even though they barely got it to Worlds and um, the split that I think the twenty twenty COVID year was probably their last good year. Mm-hmm. Cause like you could already tell, shit was hitting the fan. They were losing a lot of games. The players' faces look like they don't want to play. With you. Like I don't like even this split. Players didn't want to. Obviously, they did not play the game correctly at all. But even just how these players put the game, they looked like they didn't even want to play at all. The drafting was all over the place. It was just a shit show. And like self may even said the same thing I was thinking. After they lost to Shaka, they're making changes. 
I'm pretty sure we all could have predicted that. Like, they literally got knocked out by Schalke. Like, it was fucking nothing. Bro, they... God, they they just been failing recently. And, you know, I get their fans are going to say, well, we've always been the best in the LEC top two world's finals and all of those shit. Well, true. But there's always context to these things. Players could have just overperformed. They could have just had a honeymoon phase at the at these international events where it all just works out. Just because you're winning a lot doesn't mean you have no issues or anything like that. You know, that's just how people just need to realize that. But I think we had a really good show. Uh, anything else you want to say, man, before we head out of here? Thank you, everyone, for being here. It was nice uh, seeing you guys again. Uh, thank you, everyone, for being here. Uh, nickname I. It's finally, you, as much as I love you as a person. And uh, you had some comments that I actually agreed with for once. I can't believe I'm actually saying this out of my mouth. I actually had some, you actually had some things that I agree with. the most truthful thing this guy has said all when, that. When you're, not, when you're not spewing your NA hatred like uh, like you got some white hood over your head. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, but uh, yeah, uh, the, all the hot takes. Every the, I appreciate everyone coming to watch this stream. It was really interactive, and this was fun. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty much it, guys. See you guys later. Like, comment, subscribe. Most of all, enjoy. We're signing out. Peace. Have a good day. See you Take later. Care.